Today's podcast is brought to you by Howie's new book, Paperboy. To order today, go to HowieCarshow.com and click on store. Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio, it's the Grace Curley Show. we got to bring in a new voice, a young voice, a rising voice, Grace Curley. You can read Grace's work in the Boston Herald and the Spectator. Especially Grace, Grace, stand up. Here's the millennial with the mic, Grace Curley. Welcome back, everyone, to the Grace Curley Show. A federal jury in New York ruled on Friday that E. Jean Carroll should be awarded $83.3 million from Donald Trump. David Marcus, a contributor for The Morning Wire and um, also a writer at The New York Post and so many other places, joins us now to discuss this story. David, give us a little rundown of what's happening here, because I think an important part of this story is that these damages are regarding what the jury is seeing as defamatory statements against Carol. But I don't think, and, and you can correct me on this, that this actually confirms any of her allegations against him, which a lot of people think are kind of hard to pin down in the first place. Yeah, uh, Grace, and uh, uh, good afternoon. Always nice to talk to you. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, that, that, that's absolutely right. Um, this was not a, a finding of fact in regard to, you know, whatever did or didn't happen in Bergdorf Goodman in 1990, whatever it was. I'm not even sure E. Jean Carroll knows exactly what year it took place. Um, no, this was this was a penalty phase uh, where, look, Trump had previously been found guilty of defaming her for, for saying that it didn't happen. He didn't stop doing it. The jury, you know, found this in just remarkable, astonishing $83 million. I guess the, Carol's lawyers were saying you have to do this kind of thing to send a message to him like you have to stop doing this. So maybe that's what they were doing. Most legal analysts seem to think on appeal that number is going to get down because 65 million of that is just punitive. It's not even real damages. It's just this is your punishment. Yeah. And, and was she asking for 83 million in, in the first place? Because I, I didn't no. I didn't hear that number until Friday. No, she wasn't. Um, she, she They were asking for something closer to the order of like eight to 10 million. Um and, you know, look, it does raise some questions about, you know, how did this wind up happening? Now, we know that Trump was very combative in the courtroom. Um, I don't know. You know, his lawyer clearly thought, Alina Hava clearly thought that, that didn't think highly of the New York jury. But it does make you think as you go forward. I mean, you know, the Georgia case, the Georgia state, the, the Fulton County case uh, on election interference is going to be televised. And you have to start to wonder, like, is this what it's going to look like? Is it going to be outbursts? Is it going to be? And how is that going to play? I, I don't think anybody knows the answer. Yeah. And uh, something that also I think is important to note here is that E. Jean Carroll, she's done, you know, TV interviews before. A lot of them have veered into what I would call bizarre territory, including a, an interview she did with Anderson Cooper, where he was so clearly uncomfortable, he actually cut the interview off. Um, but she was talking over the weekend with CBS Mornings. And I wanted to play this for you, David, and just get your response to it. This is cut five. Ms. Yeah. Carroll, Ms. Carroll, you say nothing. You say the emperor has no clothes. The emperor is trying to run for president yeah. again. And, and right and, now is leading. And right now the polls suggest uh, it's a yeah. coin flip. It's very close. Um, have you heard from Joe Biden's campaign arm about potentially campaigning against 
the former president, Donald Trump? No. Are you interested in doing so? Do anything I can. That's a yes. Now, now, David, I don't think E. Jean Carroll is concerned about, um, you know, what this does for for her case or, you know, anything like that. I think that she just does these media things and she doesn't really care. Um, But as far as the court of public opinion goes and as far as people view these cases, is it a smart thing for the media and for these people who are going after Donald Trump to make it so obvious that there's a political motivation here? Look, it's a hard question to answer because, you know, the bottom line is, you know, one thing that everybody can see and that I think that, that the Trump campaign ought to be hammering a little harder is how are all of these cases just happening to line up just as he's launching a general election campaign, right? I mean, he's been out of office for three years. All of these cases just happen to reach a crescendo, like, at, at this exact moment. So I, I do think that the American people see that, but I also think there's a danger here because – we're, we're, we're approaching the end of the primary, right? Clearly in the primary, these indictments have helped Trump. That's the, the first indictments is when he started to get some space away from the rest of the crowd, especially DeSantis, right? Like, this has not hurt him. People are circling the wagons. It's not clear that independents are going to do that. It's not clear that, you know, his supporters are like, go get him, Donnie. You know, the, the DA's corrupt. And I don't know why I made them from Brooklyn, but you, you take my point. Like, it, Independence might not look at it that way. And so I think that going forward, these legal woes are going to be an issue and, and Trump's going to have to find the way to navigate them. Yeah, and I, I think it's it's also, you know, we're looking at this as a lot of these cases have have given Trump momentum. And I agree with you, Dave. I, I think if you look at polls, if you look at kind of where he started to really make it obvious that he was going to be the nominee, um, which I know hasn't actually happened yet, but we're all pretty much sure that it's yeah. going to. A lot of it has to do with these indictments. But one thing I'd go back to in the case of E. Jean Carroll, which I know is a civil case, it also should be concerning to people. And you alluded to this a little bit about the fact that she doesn't know the exact year this happened. But when you really look at this case and you look at the details, I would think that would be concerning to anyone in this country that this is able to have so much so much momentum and, and gather this much attention and now she's getting you know like you said it's probably not going to happen the 83 million but just the fact that it was able to get this far when this woman can't even give a date on on when she thinks this happened and also the dress she says she was wearing it wasn't even created at that point based off the year she named i mean this to me is frightening that this is all it takes to accuse someone of something so horrible yeah, look, I, I think that's true, and, and, I, and I think that there were a lot of people who would argue, well, you know, Trump, you know, leaves himself open to these things because he's not particularly judicious or careful. But it happened to Brett Kavanaugh, who's, you know, who's who's, who's not Donald Trump, right? right. Who's, who's lived a much more careful life uh, than Donald Trump. So, so clearly, uh, this kind of thing can happen to anybody who runs afoul of. Uh, you know, f- folks who are willing to level these kinds of allegations. And, and yeah, I, I think you make the key point. I, I, I think that it's up to these news outlets to be a lot more careful. And, look, I, I don't like to claim that the right does a better job than the left on, like, a bunch of things. Because, you know, I think that it, there's there's problems on both sides. But, like, I, I, I work for a lot of news outlets on the right, and we're very careful about who we bring on to make allegations, right? Because you have to be. 
And you don't always see that, unfortunately, at CNN and the New York Times. It's like, oh, well, you have something, you have some allegation here, like, you know, let's hear it. And it, it, it can be dangerous. Yeah, that, no, that's an excellent point that you just made. And, and Joe Concha was actually making it over the weekend, too, because he was reposting the, the interview that I referenced with E. Jean Carroll and Anderson Cooper. And I don't want to quote Joe Concha because I'm not sure exactly what he said, but the what I took away from it was, you can tell how uncomfortable Anderson Cooper is. And if you're interviewing someone and the subject it makes you this concerned about whether or not they're going to go off the rails, that's a hint that maybe you shouldn't be interviewing this person on national television. Like that's your first red flag that maybe they're not a reliable narrator if you have to cut to commercial break because you don't like where the interview is going. Um, David, I, I did want to ask you one other thing here, and you mentioned this today in um, the Morning Wire podcast, but you talked about how this is going to be appealed. She's probably not going to get $83 million. That's a bit of a stretch. And it's kind of a double-edged sword. Like on one hand, with our judicial system, you can keep these things going for a long time. And I think you described it as Trump lives to see another day. But there's also uh, there's also a bad part of that. Can you explain that to the audience? Yeah, I, I mean, look, I, I, we're this is not going to. We know this isn't going to look like a traditional presidential campaign. If there's a real possibility, we're not going to get any debates. There's not going to be the level of interaction that we're used to. A lot of this is going to be about Trump's legal situation, and I think there is going to have to be a pivot here. Um, for the Republican electorate, he can sort of say like, "I'm the victim of the DOJ and the deep state, and that works." there's going to have to be a different kind of argument here. And I floated this today on Twitter, and I'm not saying that this would happen, but I do think that when you look at his VP pick, I think the legal woes ought to be considered in two ways. One, if you pick someone with with enough respect and gravitas, it sends the message like, hey, obviously I wouldn't be on the ticket with someone who's a criminal. That would be like a Ben Carson, a Mike Pompeo, Right. There's also, and this is off the wall, but imagine if it's Ted Cruz and you just say to Ted Cruz, hey, you're on point on the legal stuff. You're just my bulldog. Be ahead of all this stuff. I think there's going to have to be some kind of strategy like that because it's a lot. It's 91 charges, Grace. Like, it's a lot that's going to be coming down the line. Yeah, and you have to really be a plan for it. Yeah, you have to really expect the voters to be kind of inside baseball consuming all of this in order to understand, you know, if you are being railroaded or you're being treated unfairly and you're right. So it's good to have somebody there who can make that case to the voters so that Trump doesn't have to every single day. Uh, David Marcus, we thank you so much. I don't I don't I don't necessarily trust like Trump or Haba to be able to do it. There are people who can, and I think that's what Republicans are going to need. David, I always say there's I have a I have a list right now of Republicans that can handle the media, and it's I think a lot of people think they can, but they actually end up making problems worse. And uh, it's yeah. funny you mentioned Ted Cruz because he's one of the people on that list. He's brilliant when it comes to expressing a point that other people can kind of get lost in. He can deliver it and he can get out and he can make his point and he knows when to end it. And I agree with you. That's that's the kind of person Trump needs. Yep. 
Great to talk to you. David Marcus, we thank you so much. And everyone follow him, Blue Box Dave, on Twitter. You guys know that. He also has a fabulous book that you can get on Amazon, Charade. And um, we'll be talking to David soon, I'm sure. Nasa Beach Inn just opened reservations for winter getaways. And I love the Cape on the off-season. It's just, it's such a nice time to visit. There's no crowds. It's still all the beauty of Cape Cod without the chaos. And it's just a really nice time to unwind because, you know, you look forward to a lot at the holiday season and then the holidays end and you think, oof, now it's the long haul of winter. But if you put something on your calendar, like a nice little weekend at the Nasa Beach Inn, you can break it up. You can break up the the long winter with some fun. And Jared, you stayed at the Nasa Beach Inn and you can tell the audience all about it. Yeah, as I was uh, up at four this morning shoveling the slush and everything falling around my house I was like I could really deal with not having to do this and just be somewhere like the Nasa Beach Inn right now because like you said the Cape in the winter is fantastic it's tranquil it's peaceful you can hear the ocean you don't have to deal with crowds or any of that stuff you can just walk along the beach and you can enjoy yourself and they're pet friendly too so if you want to walk your dog along the beach you can do that as well Uh, every room it's super cozy because every room has a fireplace and a giant picture window so you can stay in, you can be cozy, you can be warm with the family or with your husband, your wife, or your significant other, whoever. You can just look out at the views, or if you're really brave, you can go outside when it's a little colder. You can sit by the fire pit, you stay nice and warm, you can watch the sunrise, drink your morning coffee. That's what we did when we were there. You can see the stars. You see the moon. It's just, it is relaxation personified. And right now you can stay at the Nasa Beach Inn for under $200 this winter. So don't delay because these rooms go fast and all you have to do is go to NasaBeachInn.com. That's NasaBeachInn.com to reserve your ocean view room. I have a very exciting guest joining us. And if you're watching on the Rumble Cam, you'll be very happy very soon. Just wait for our next guest and I'll reveal that when we come back. The Grace Curley Show will be right back. This is The Grace Curley Show. Start your engines. It's Mechanic Monday with Grace Curley and Bill Brassard from JB Auto Care. And man, did I like that 57 Ford Fairlane. <laughs> Get your questions in for Bill now. 844-500-4242. That's right, everybody. Bill Broussard is in studio, and that means it's your chance to get free car advice. 844-500-4242. I already have co-workers in this building who are side-texting me if they can actually ask their questions. And Let's I, hear it. I, I'm going to bring Emma Foley to the mic in just a little bit. But first, I want to let people know you can also text in 617-213-1066. Start the text with the word curly or again, just call call and we'll get you right on with bill 844-500-4242 before we go to the calls today's poll question is brought to you by tobias hearing center in quincy massachusetts they helped howie get fitted with a pair of state-of-the-art hearing aids and they can help you too and for a limited time only mention howie car and receive up to 200 dollars off your hearing aids that's tobiashearing.com jared what is the poll question and what are the results thus far today's poll question which you can vote in at RaceCurlyShow.com. 
is will Ilhan Omar be punished for her speech saying Somalia is her number one priority? No, I don't think she will be. 94% now say no. 6% think she will be. All right. Now, Bill Broussard, before we go to Emma and the callers, I did want to ask you about two different stories, but both regarding electric vehicles. Sure. One of them has to do with Hertz. Um, This happened earlier in January. The rental giant Hertz dumped a bunch of EVs, including Teslas, in exchange for gas cars. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you've heard of this story. I'm sure people in your industry are talking about it. What's going on here, and do you see this becoming a trend with rental giants? Yeah, so I think they dumped about 25,000 vehicles, um, and they're going to lose about $200 million in depreciation on the electric vehicles at the end of the um, 2023 quarter. Wow. Yeah, so the repairs and the um, inconvenience to customers, because you know, once you give them the keys to it, they have to get them charged up. They haven't bring them back charged. You know, people bring them back empty. So it's, you know, it's they're, they're rented on a massive scale. So these problems, the, you know, these are the problems consumers are going to have. Oh, it's like Blockbuster. Like, yeah. you got to bring it back. And remember, you used to have to rewind, yeah, rewind it, it. And you get charged five <laughs> yeah. bucks if you didn't rewind it. So people are just bringing it back and they're like battery spent. Yeah, I'm not going to spend 45 minutes to an hour charging it. You know, it's easy to charge if you get a gas vehicle to, you know, spend five minutes, you know, gassing up before you bring it back. But if you have an electric vehicle, it, it's an event. Wow, I wouldn't even have thought of that. Yeah. And, and I want to go back to uh, electric vehicles in a moment. But like I always say, the callers take first priority. And let's start off today with David. You're first up with Bill Broussard from JB Auto Care. Go ahead, David. Hi, I'm in the uh, California desert. and I'm looking at a uh, 2005 uh, Lexus SC430 that has that very durable V8 engine. Mm-hmm. And uh, it has not had the timing belt change. It has 67,000 miles on it. But uh, so it's, in other words, it's not up to the mileage level, but it's it is an age level. Maybe that uh, the timing belt should be changed. What do you think? Sure. So anytime you factor in the, um, you know, a timing belt, so there's time, like you said, and age. So the average vehicle does 15,000 a year. And if the interval, say 100,000 to replace that, you know, they're factoring in, you know, seven or eight years. So that vehicle's, you know, it's pushing, you know, what, 15 years old. So I would definitely replace that timer belt if that was if I was purchasing that vehicle. Okay. Thank you, David. The number again is 844-500-4242. Another thing I wanted to ask you about, I'm not sure if you've seen this yet, Bill, but there were 3,900 car dealers who recently wrote Joe Biden Mm. a letter. And they're basically asking for a break from his EV sales mandates. Have you heard about this? And do you understand where they're coming from? I have. So, you know, they had to commit to buying so many vehicles. They have to sell so many vehicles. Um, you have to do that if you're if you're a car dealer. Yeah. So th- what's happening is the consumer's not buying it. So you know you can build the greatest mousetrap in the world, but if I can't get someone to buy it, you know it, it's a flop. Right. <laughs> so you know this might be a great idea, but it's not the consumers. At the end of the day, consumers have the last word. If they don't buy it, it's not going to sell it. But so the so be- now they're stuck with the vehicles. So I'm sure it was something like you have to have a percentage yep, of percentage. it be, and it kind of goes along with that idea of if you, what you have, like you said, the greatest mousetrap, if what you have is so great, then 
the market tends to shift towards that. Yeah. People will start, you know, the the demand will increase, but the demand has not increased. No, the market will dictate your success. Absolutely. All right. When we come back, I, I promised Emma Foley she could get some of her questions Let's in. Hear it. And we'll also take your questions for Bill Broussard. <laughs> if you want some free advice on what to do with your car, Bill Broussard is here and he's taking your calls 844-500-4242. Don't go anywhere. Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio. Welcome back, everyone, to the Grace Curley Show. All right, we got people on the lines who want to talk to Bill Broussard. If you want to join us, it's 844-500-4242. Bill from JB Auto Care is in the building. He's here to answer all of your car questions. Let's go to D. You're up next with Bill Broussard. Go ahead, D. Hi, I can't believe you took me first. Hi, um, I have a Lexus. Um, 2015 RX 350. Last winter, my battery died. It went to my mechanic. He put in a new battery. On the way home, my check all-wheel drive warning came on. It went back to the mechanic. He said, there's nothing wrong with it. I reset your computer. The light came back on. Mm. This has been going on since last winter. The colder it gets, the longer it takes for it to come on. He called Lexus, and they said, you need a new computer. But no one can find anything wrong with it. Yeah, sometimes when you have those ghost problems, you could have a computer problem. But one thing to check is, um, you know, make sure all the tires on the vehicle have the same tread depth. Because um, what can happen if, you, you know, one of the tires was more worn out than another tire, it could flick on that light because it thinks one wheel is going faster than the other one. So that's just one thing to uh-huh. check. And if everything mechanically checks out okay, then... Yeah, you might have a computer that went crazy. Okay. Thank you, D, and good luck with that. And if she wanted to stop by in person, where yeah. would she go? We're at two ninety one Bridge Street in North Weymouth. Perfect. Okay. Thank you very much, D. Eight four four five hundred forty two forty two. We also have the text line open at six one seven two one three ten sixty six. Let's go to Jeff. You're next up. Go ahead, Jeff. Hi, Grace. Huh? Great show. Thank you. I uh, appreciate you having Bill there. A quick question about CVT transmissions. I sure. know they've got a bit of a checkered past. Yes, how I are have. they now? Go ahead. He said, how are they now? Oh, how, how are they now? Um, I'm still seeing a problem with them. We we do a lot of those transmissions. Um, you know, on the regular style transmissions, we could replace them with, say, a used one, or you can call it a pre-owned one and have no problems. But um, we're experiencing problems with those CVTs right out of the box. So um, I'm still not a believer in them. So why do they have a checkered pass? Like, what's the deal? Um, just they, they break. You can't, you know, the um, transmission rebuilders won't rebuild them. You know, and they're expensive. They could be, you know, seven, eight, ten thousand dollars $10,000. So um, which cars have CVTs? You know, most of the new ones. I, we do a lot of Nissan, trans, you know, CVT transmissions. Oh. Yeah, I know the Toyotas have them. I haven't seen problems with the Toyotas, but the Nissans has, have had a lot of problems. That's interesting. Yeah. Now that one of them you see problems with, and one of them you don't, because you always tell me Toyotas are Toyotas are pretty. Yeah, they're great, great vehicles. Yeah, so, um, you know, it's just a different style of transmission. It's one of the things like EVs. It's it takes time 
to catch the problem. So it's like, it sounds like a great idea. Then a few years down the road, it's not a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, Jeff. And uh, an honest answer. That's what you always get from Bill Broussard. You always get honesty. Um, if you want to text in at 617-213-1066, let's go to, who do we got on the line here? Um, I want to take Louise. You're next up. Go ahead, Louise. Hi. Hi, Grace. Hi, Bill. Um, Hi. I have a 2010 Hi, I have a 2010 um, Mini Cooper, and the key that you use to turn it on is a disc, like a round disc that slides into a little opening in the dashboard. Mm-hmm. And it work. It works sometimes right away. Other times it doesn't. Other times you have to jiggle it around for it to catch and make a ding noise, and then I know it's going to start. Mm-hmm. Where do I? How do I get this thing fixed? This key thing fixed. If someone said you should go to the dealership, I said, oh. Yeah, you don't have to go to the dealership. I mean, you could come by the shop. We install them for free. But um, there's a there's a little, like, watch battery on the inside of those. That you should replace them once a year. But if the battery ever fails, you, you could hold it right up to the um, ignition cylinder, and that should stop the car. But I, I miss the old-fashioned keys. It just I know. You turn the key, and it... My sister had a problem with this, too, yeah. with the, the key thing. And it's like, every time you get in, you're you're throwing out prayers you know yeah. you're like please it's i can't do this today i'm running late and you're just it's, hoping it's convenient but you know people are leaving the keys in the cars people are stealing the cars it's it might not be a good idea either yeah <laughs> <laughs> frank you're up next with bill broussard go ahead frank yes hi bill thanks for taking the call you're welcome uh, i lease uh, a tw- two, 2023 kia k5 mm-hmm and it's a great, great car. I really love it. But it has one idiosyncrasy that I can't figure out. If I, uh, no matter where I leave the uh, heating system, whether I leave it on defrost, on high or low, fast speed, low speed, whenever I start the car with the remote, it automatically goes to 72 degrees and the defroster. Is mm. there any way to get around that? Or Not to my, of that? is it an aftermarket? Remote starter? No, it came with the car. It came with the car? That's interesting. Yep. Yeah, I'm not to my knowledge. I, I, I'd have to read the, um, I'm sure it's in the owner's manual somewhere, but um, you might want to dig in there. I know it's some some of them are as thick as a phone book or an old phone book. <laughs> 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 but um, yeah, why don't you check there? And um, if not, you can, I'm sure you can Google the answer. All right. Thank you, Frank. Let's go to Chris. You're next up with Bill Broussard. Go ahead, Chris. Hey, thanks for taking the call. I have a 2016 Honda Pilot, and recently the tailgate has been acting up. Um, whether it's trying to open or try to close, it always beeps as if it's uh, blocked. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I have to push in it um, either to keep it open or to close it now. Hmm. Hmm, interesting. Is it is an electric one, I'm, I'm assuming? Yeah, it's a power lift gate. Power lift gate. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I—is I, it a sensor thing? Um, I looked it up, and it's inconclusive online. Yeah, those those motors fail a lot, and the, the power tailgates—they—they they definitely they don't last forever. Um, I see it on all the car makes. As the cars get old, the hinges get you know rusty or sticky, and um, the the motor itself fails. So you're probably looking at another motor for the tailgate. 
All right. Thank you, Chris. All right. Now, somebody who's Mm. actually in studio, and we're going to keep taking your call. So the number is 844-500-4242. But somebody in this office has been having a lot of car problems as of late, and we all feel very bad for her. That would be Emma Foley. Emma, thank you for coming to the mic. Let's hear it, Emma. Yes. Thank you for having me. So I drive a beaten up but it's but it's dummy good i can't talk bad about it 2012 mercedes glk 350 mm-hmm. and i just took it to the dealership i'm making friends with the guys at the dealership at i'm sure <laughs> frequently um, i got new tires for the winter and they found something with the rear subframe so i got a new one of those and just replaced my brake pad so mm-hmm. they they work now and Oof, they gave me pricey. oh yeah oh yeah so they gave me this very pricey list of things that i need to do and i'm just asking if some of them are necessary to do right now. So sure. one has a very scary looking red exclamation point. Play in suspension. Front right thrust arm has significant play. May you explain what that means to someone who has no idea anything about cars? So a thrust arm <clears throat> it, it's one of the, it's like a control arm that keeps the wheel from going, you know, front to back. So if you're looking down on your car, it keeps the wheel going from front to back. It's thrust forward, thrust back. So it probably has like a bad bushing. Um, it's, you know, it's a safety concern, but it's not a super safety concern. If it was a tie rod or a ball joint, you know, those could break. Typically, if that, you know, suspension, the bushing fell out of it, you know, the wheel would move around. It's not super safe, but you'd be able to, you know, slowly drive it to where you needed to go. So, yeah, I, I would take care of that. So there's safety. There's nice to do and need to do. Is it safety or is it just going to extend the life of my vehicle? And you're saying that's safety. Yeah, that's it's yeah, that's a safety. That, okay. that could be a safety item because when you step on the brakes, so the wheels shifting back and forth. So that's a you have to do. That's a ching ching for you. Yeah, that'll be next on the list. I okay. suppose. <laughs> I suppose. Um, one more thing, RF shock. The boot is broken, and mm-hmm. they recommend a replacement. So it'd be the right front shock. So so it would need a set of shocks, and you should do them in pairs in the front. It sounds like this one's not cheaper to keep her. Oh, you think she should get rid of the car? It could be getting there. Oh, these are sounding expensive. But it's a, it's so cool looking. It's a Mercedes. I know. That's, I've yeah, seen that, an MN in the parking lot. It's pretty sweet. That's, that's it, where those European cars seduce you in. They're so cool looking. And the oil's <laughs> really expensive. It shakes at red lights. Yeah. My grandmother used to say it's just nervous. Don't worry about it. But Aww. I, I think it's a little more than nervous. <laughs> You know, something Emma just brought up, which I actually do have a question on, is like, okay, so she talked about how you got new tires, right, Emma? Mm-hmm. And people sometimes will text in when we do the segment, how often should you replace your tires? And I have to ask, are people doing this just because the time is up? Like, the only time I would think to replace a tire is if it's busted, like yeah. if there's air coming out of it or if there's a nail in it. But are <clears> there people in this world who are so on top of things that they're like, oh, you know, it's been it's been enough time, I should replace, like, are people that... So they do, the they date the tires and they say you should replace them every five years. So whether they're worn out or not. Um, but do people do that? Some people do. But so you get, so the tread actually wears out on them over time, but also they can get dry rotted and, and get little cracks in them. So what can happen, the tread looks good, it can pass inspection, but those cracks is where you can get a blowout. So if you're driving down, you know, the Massachusetts road and hit a pothole, you know, your tire is 70 years old, that's where it can... It could fail. So it can be, that can be a safety concern also. Got it. All right. I did wait until they told me mine were dry rotting. Yeah. See, that's what I'm going for. That's when you know you got your money's worth is when they're like, oh my God, (laughs) these things are about to disintegrate. And then you go, okay, now I'll 
buy some new now ones. Now it's time. Yeah. Bruce, you're up next with Bill Broussard. Go ahead, Bruce. Yes, a couple of things. I have a, an RX, a Lexus RX, like that lady does, and I think I may be able to help her. I had the same thing getting that AWS light on, and it, it has to do, in my case, you know, the, the inside of the tires have these things for pressure, mm-hmm. and when you get low pressure, it screws everything up. In fact, what there's seven or eight computers in my car, like a lot of us, and, uh, you know, there's so many things that can make it go tilt. It may not even be serious, that AWS light. Also, I have a rear, a rear uh, tail, tail uh, whatever you call that thing that won't raise, and the motor did break. Mm-hmm. The problem now is if I open it up, I have to take a stick, like a broomstick, and hold it up because if, if not, it closes. It's going to take an arm off. Now, sure. I don't know what the heck to do with it. Here, here's a Lexus, and the guy, the, you know, they said it's going to be four or $500 to fix the motor. Yeah, they're, they're not cheap. Now, some of them, have a, they actually have a, a shock in there and, and so once it lifts the shock actually holds it up so if yours has a shock the shock has failed and you can just replace that you know the motor you can just manually bring it up and down but it's the actual shock that holds it up once it once it goes up and he just gave advice to d the woman who called him before so d if you're out there maybe you could be a co-host be, yeah that could be your answer <laughs> bruce um all right bill broussard tell people where they can reach you if they want to come visit you or if they just want to give you a call sure. and see what's going on we're at 291 bridge street in north weymouth and it's 781-331-6068 give them to him one more time it's 291 bridge street in north weymouth it's route 3a and it's 781-331-6068. And you're telling Emma that it's time to say goodbye It to might you. be time. That's sounding very expensive. If you're in the weekly and the, you're becoming friends with the service writers, then it might be time. Yeah. No, I would agree. You know, the, the beauty of being a mechanic, I have to imagine, is that you guys speak like a whole other language. Yes. So you, you must get people who look at you and go, do I need this? Or, <laughs> like, I don't know what that means. But most of the time, I know you're always telling the truth, but most of the time I think they're telling the truth, but it's like we have no way of confirming it really unless we call up someone like you and say, hey, am I getting bamboozled here? Sure. I mean, that's why we take pictures. We'll send them to customers. We send them like tutorial videos in layman terms to try to, because I can get maybe too technical and people are like, you know, you lost me at hello. (laughs) Do, Do you ever, do you ever find that with mechanics though, that if you, if somebody brings in their car mm-hmm. are you like a hairdresser where you'll say oh the last guy butchered you you know what i mean <laughs> like they always i find that with certain with certain jobs they want to let you know that the person that you were going to before they just they weren't up to snuff. you know i try not to do that because it cheapens the industry if i don't have the whole story you know you, right. always, you try that's to true. give people the benefit of the doubt so um i know this industry has a bad reputation that's you know that's why we're transparent we t- you know take digital pictures we send them to customers we'll walk them out to their cars you know a lot of shops have signs you know due to insurance regulations customers can't come in the shop well in our shop you can actually bring them out <laughs> and we can show them the, show you right under the vehicle and that's why you're the best in the business thank you bill broussard we well, really you. appreciate it thank you to all the callers we'll be right back with howie Carr. don't go anywhere you're listening to the grace curly show This is The Grace Curley Show. Welcome back, everyone, to The Grace Curley Show. 
The number is 844-500-4242, and you can vote in the poll question at gracecurleyshow.com. Um, there's an interesting story in Breitbart about the E. Jean Carroll allegations, not about this defamatory uh, case where she just won $83.3 million in damages, but the actual allegations against Trump. And there were a few um, little facts in here that I thought were important. And one of them goes back to, and it actually reminds me of Brett Kavanaugh, the the date, the date of the alleged crime is very unclear. I'm not even sure if E. Jean Carroll knows it. It says Carroll was unable to remember when this alleged attack even occurred. She told her lawyers in 2023. She has jumped years, originally beginning with 1994, then moving to 1995 and even floating to 1996. Howie, when you hear these facts about this case and some of the things that have been refuted from E. Jean Carroll, is it any wonder that Trump's getting bent out of shape about it and kind of lashing out? Well, how about the fact that the dress she says she was wearing wasn't even in production at that time? And Trump has said, well, let's produce it and see if you can find any DNA on it like they did with Clinton. And she refuses to do that. And how about the fact that in in a, in, a, uh, in her stupid uh, advice column, she talked about uh, being serviced in the on the fourth floor of Berg, Bergdorf Goodman a year before this thing actually allegedly happened. I, and then it's and then it's also based on apparently a law and order episode. I mean, all this stuff, it's it's insane. Yeah. Yeah, it really is insane. And the other part of this, too, Howie, is that and I know that you've pointed this out as well. She actually at one point said that she was a huge fan of Trump's show, The Apprentice. There's a lot of there's a lot of details in this that aren't really adding up. Well, also, this, and this just came out with the uh, New York Post uh, yesterday. Apparently, Charles Gasparino found it out that uh, uh, Kaplan is her lawyer, paid for by Reed Hoffman, the guy who hung out with Jeffrey Epstein, who gave a, hundreds of thousands to Nikki Haley, just to, just to, uh, as some asides. But Kaplan, her lawyer, used to be a in the law firm with Judge Kaplan, no relation. And apparently Judge Kaplan was her mentor. He's not a not a boyfriend girlfriend thing. He was twenty two years older and but but he was very tight with her. I mean that that he never should have uh, been allowed to hear the case. Yeah, and that's not even mentioning Howie who's funding all of this, who's funding her legal case, which we found out about Reed Hoffman. Yeah, which is also an important detail. Hey, Howie, uh, one other thing I wanted to ask you about in regards to Joe Biden and these three soldiers who were killed in this drone attack. Now people are saying, "Hey, he needs to, you know, show that we are coming from a place of strength. He needs to retaliate." How do you see this playing out and um do you think the Biden administration has handled this well? so far no it's it's been terrible i mean the, you, you know the thing is he goes in there to south carolina wherever he was in south carolina and he's mumbling and they they don't even have a mic that you can understand they had to they have to run uh, you know subtitles chirons under it and then at the very end of it he says oh i gotta go I, and he starts chuckling and they don't even put that in chirons because it makes him look like even more of an ass than he already does yeah which is really really hard to do Howie Carr is coming up next. He's got all of this for you and so much more. You're not going to want to go anywhere. I'll see you all tomorrow.